This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, when kids are sick, it's not getting easier. And we talk about sex with sex-positive therapist Moshumi Ghosh. Woo! It's so hard not to do it. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's uh, talk about sex all over again <laughs> and pretend we didn't do that a couple years ago. <laughs> because certainly we're not still having questions or issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything, we figured everything out that other time. What's true about this show, Teresa, yeah. is that once we talk about something, all yeah. better. Done. <laughs> Done. Check it off the list. Check it out. Not and gonna move ha- on. Yeah, not gonna have to worry about sleep issues anymore. Nope. We talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't really care how you are today. Good. Because it's the last week of the Max Fun Drive. Yes. But really, by the time our show comes out, there's only like two, three days left. Yeah. So, uh, so like, get get on it. To get, like, so we get need on to it. make it happen. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> right now. Yeah. Why, Teresa? Why the Max Fun Drive? Why is it important? Why do we need it? I'll tell you, Biz. I would love to hear it. One Bad Mother is a member of the audience-supported podcasting network, Maximum Fun. And our show, we put it out in the world for free for everyone to enjoy. That is very important to us. However, it is not free to us to make One Bad Mother. Um, There's a lot of costs involved in making One Bad Mother. And so once a year, along with all the other podcasts in the Max Fun Network, we come out to you, our listeners, and we ask you to please consider supporting our show with a small monthly donation to help us sort of project our budget for the coming year and help us figure out what we can do, what we can afford, and to help us keep the show running, keep the lights on. Yeah. And we have hundreds of incredible, amazing listeners who are already members who've been donating for years, and we're so grateful to you if you're one of those people. <laughs> and that's why we're here. I mean, we we do have ads on the show, but I think if you've heard other shows that are primarily ad-supported, you'll notice a difference. We're really picky about our ads. We don't ever have more than two ads per show, and we really try to keep that part brief. Primarily, we really just love being supported by our listeners. Like, we love that we are answerable to you guys. We love that it's this community that keeps our show and Maximum Fun going. We love being a part of this group of people. In fact, it's so cool. Like, we we were, I was talking on Twitter last night about the fact that, you know, not every, we obviously yeah. know not everybody can support the show this year right. with a monthly membership. We obviously know that that is true. And what's so great about this community is we hear from people year after year who say, you know, I've been listening for years and this is my first year where I'm actually able to donate and it feels so good. And I'm so grateful to the people who were able to donate for me last year or the year before because, you know, somebody will say, you know, I've been donating for years and this year it's just not possible. But, you know, the community will carry you forward. And a great example of that (laughs) is there's also, I don't know if you're aware of this, Biz, there's the Max Fund Scholarship community. I had no idea. Yeah. This is so, this like made me start tearing up when I saw this. It's amazing. So you can follow them on Twitter. Um, and they're called again. 
the Max Fund scholarships. And <laughs> basically what they do is you email them and you say, look, I am a listener, a devoted listener of XYZ show, and I am not able to support them this year, but I would really love to. And then at the same time, they're ke- so they're keeping a tally of people who would like to be supporting members of Max Fund. And at the same time, they're receiving donations from people who are already members and who want to help other people be members of Max Fun. And so <laughs> they're actually able to start <laughs> memberships on behalf of people who can't otherwise afford to do that this year. It's just, it's amazing, you guys. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just, it's so nice. I mean, like, we talk on One Bad Mother a lot about the community that has come out of One Bad Mother. And I think, like, our show is a little unique because. Sometimes a lot of people come and find the show because they're parents. They they weren't familiar with the Max Fun podcast. They 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 don't know about all the other awesome shows that come out. So we have our community, but what's awesome is there's this huge other community that's just Max Fun. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the joy we find in our community is also found in all these other shows and just people who really like podcasts. That just makes me so happy. Yeah. So, it's so nice. And so... And there is like a... There is a vibe yeah. that is similar. Like we're... I think we're the only parenting show. Basically, there's other parents who are podcasting, but we're the only yeah. like parenting specific show within Max Fun. Yeah. But you'll find like if you listen to other shows within the network, there is a similar vibe to all yeah. of them, like which is basically just being nice. Yeah. Like as far as I can tell, like it's like liking good things and like being nice yeah. and like sharing a community that we all like can feel good about. Right. So I'm just going to wrap up on this little uh, note about it. And that is we really value the community. We really value all of our listeners. I like to think if this is the year that you can donate, even at $5 a month, you have to ask yourself, what do I spend $5 a month on? Right. And I like to think, is $5 a month worth a validation coffee. It's like mm-hmm. your validation coffee. <laughs> just, to, just to hear you're doing a good job, letting other people know they're doing a good job. So cheers to a validation coffee. And thank you again to everyone who's been supporting us and who are new or upgrading members and just everybody who listens. We really love making this show, which kind of ties in to our children who we really love. And something we don't love is that they get sick. And that has, our lives. And that <laughs> ruins our lives. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Children keep getting sick. Yeah. And it keeps not getting easier. Yes. That's not fun. No. I, I, look, I, look, here's what I've done. Okay. All right. I've tried crossing my fingers a lot. Okay. And magic. Doesn't both fingers crossed cancel it out, though? Oh, maybe that's why I've been fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was going to get easier. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've got more experience. Mm -hmm. But what it turns out is that 
I have just as many, if not more, responsibilities now, mm-hmm. and there's always something new every week mm-hmm. that has to happen. Right. It's not like I stopped making commitments right. to things, Yeah. and it's not like my kids aren't older and actually somehow strangely have more commitments mm. than they did when they were, say, a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like it still keeps messing up things like getting things done. Yeah. Really, depending on the age. I mean, I will say with Katie Bell, you know, she's nine and I can literally just be like Harry Potter marathon. Mm -hmm. But it's still a lot of like needing to make sure that she's taking medicine and getting the food in her that she needs if she's keeping food down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like and it's still like anything I had planned to do that day. Harry Potter is not going to solve it for me. Right. I still need to like make sure she's okay. Yeah. It's not easier. You're actually in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So how are you? So, I mean, I'm I'm fine. So <laughs> I just, I have to share, because for me, I had like a major whoa moment mm. last week. And that was Curtis had just started preschool. Yeah. Which meant we no longer have, like we have, a we've had him with a part-time babysitter. Like it's not. It's not all the time, but it's sometimes. And she doesn't mind coming when he's sick. Right. So this has kind of like not been an issue for me for a while. Like I kind of forgot that it was a thing. Right. And I would argue it is harder when your toddler or baby is sick than when you're like older school age kid I think is so. sick. Yeah, um, I, I do too. I mean, like depending on how sick know, they are, but yeah. like same amount of sick, it's harder with a toddler. Yeah, because an older is. kid can sometimes self-regulate what yeah. they need and want to do. Yeah. Sadly. Smaller children, at least mine, could never sit yeah. for a long period. No, like, they like just resting need is way really more. hard. Yeah. yeah, they need way more stuff. Yeah, it's just way harder. And so, like, I think I was, we had, like, an oddly very light, like, cold and flu season in our family. Like, yeah. we just didn't really get sick much over the cold and flu season. And I know we're at the end of it right now, but it's, like, hitting us now, kind of. Yeah. And so I just kind of, like, forgot. Like, I was, like, blissfully ignorant that this is a thing. And when Curtis got sick last week, everything from before (laughs) came, like, rushing back. Like, that feeling of, like, I'll never. Never be able to do anything because like again I had been like building up to he's about to start preschool I'm going to be able to do so many more things right I had all this stuff planned it was the max fun drive it was my birthday yeah it was like I I was like okay this so he had one week of school that was like just kind of trying it out right and then the next week he was supposed to like basically go for school and Guess what, guys? He didn't go at all the whole week, the whole entire week. He didn't make it at all the whole week. So, like, not only do I feel like we lost progress because we were, like, acclimating ourselves to the new routine and stuff, but it was just, like, every day was a shit show because every day was, like, scrambling to figure out what I was supposed to do. Like, who's supposed to be where? How am I supposed to do this or that and I was able to thankfully our part-time babysitter you know hasn't like fully gotten all her hours set up elsewhere and so she was able to come a few extra hours but not like the same as always yeah yeah and so that kind of like saved me last week but was still just really hard and then 
then, of course, like Grace is like Grace caught it, and so she's sick, and Jesse and I also caught it. But it doesn't matter that yeah, but it doesn't matter sick. that you that's guys caught it. Yeah, that's obviously, just, who cares? We'll just still do all the You'll stuff just we do normally do. Everything you have to do. Thank you. <laughs> so, like Grace is here today. She's she's yep, right you know, over I, my shoulder. Yeah, she's outside, <laughs> right outside the studio. I can see her through the window. She's working on her iPad, and like it's it's okay. Like it's okay, but like last week was just it was so rough, and I was like, wow, I almost felt like I owed it to our community to like acknowledge because I was like wow I've been kind of in a cushy situation here for a little while where like we haven't been getting sick and like when Curtis has been sick I've had help like I've had help and it hasn't been you know what I mean yeah and all of a sudden I was like oh god this is a fucking emergency like this is I can't uh, like, uh, and then it's that thing of like, well, they're just gonna get something else yeah. at the end of this. Yeah, at the end it's of this. Starting preschool. Yeah. Like, that's what you do when you start preschool. Yeah. You just get sick and then you get sick again. And then you get, and then sick, you get again, sick again and again and again. And I'm just, so I'm, I'm really in that moment right now <laughs> where I'm just like, how? How? Yeah. How is any of this possible? I don't understand how I'm supposed <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. I, I have three things okay. that you said that I want to go back okay. to. One was I had been kind of wondering, had you just stopped telling us that your kids were sick? Uh-huh. Because the, uh, yeah. I it remember be, yeah. your We kids, had a couple really rough winters. Year, like yeah. years. Yeah. They were always sick. Yeah. And it was like really hard. Yeah, it was really it hard. It was really yeah, hard. Because Oscar then, wouldn't sleep when yeah. he was sick. And yeah. And it just Cycle, cycle, cycle. Yes. Uh, So I was wondering about that. Uh Good to know the thorns are still getting sick, (laughs) but not as much. Two, you talked about the total, I don't know what your word was. It's like the reset. Like you lost your progress. Yeah. That is something so, I don't know if it's uniquely unique, but it feels unique to that age again. Anything like four and under where there's so much you're working so hard to get them acclimated to new things and you know it'd be like the same thing of like getting sick the first week of kindergarten yeah totally you know like all the prep work you've done all the work they've done yeah and it's just out the door yeah Yeah. and the the schedules like you have the routine and then the last thing is the rug the rug rug. coming out you thought I'm gonna have this and this and then it's like they're gonna be and it's gonna be an extra hour it's gonna be an extra three and look we all know that that becomes whatever that it is. does it it's does. not a miracle no it's not but but it's something we have to look <laughs> yes, forward to yes right it's more it's than like, before it's like mother's day yeah i know i'm supposed to look forward to this i'm not sure what's gonna happen yeah but <laughs> it's like somebody surprised you yes. with back-to-back spring breaks yeah but you didn't know they were coming right and your kid's sick yeah. So you can't do anything. And fun. you're not sleeping because you're And you're kid not sleeping because your kid is up yeah. all night. Yeah. Yeah. It is just like a quick jerk you back into yes. places that you really hoped yeah. were over. Yes. And you also are sick. I'm also sick. Yeah. It's also, it's very disorienting. It is disorienting. I don't know which end is up. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right, right now. I thought I was getting somewhere and now I have no idea where I am. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it is like like pulling the wrong Jenga block out. It really it is. It really legitimately. It really is. And yet everybody's got to like figure out how to get to work. Yeah. How to cover the care for whoever is sick. Yeah. How to get anything you were supposed yeah. to have done like 
I mean, sometimes like your kid happened to get sick on the day that you had like you were supposed to go to the store. Like that's a yeah. simple one. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to. I haven't done any grocery shopping. There's no food in the house. Yeah. Now my kid's sick, and I've got to go get food right. and stuff for my kid. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take this sick kid out. Right. And that's the worst. Yeah. No one wants to do that. And it's also like the decision making on the sickness was hard. Like, I feel like yeah. because like you don't start the week thinking, well, we're going to be out all week. No. You don't, you don't just like every you, night you go every, to sleep. Every night you're making the lunch. Yeah. You're hoping. You're yeah. laying out the clothes. This is going to be it. You're hoping. In the morning, you're getting other kids ready and you're trying to decide. Yeah. You're trying to assess as you go along. Yeah. Sometimes you're even leaving the house with the kids hoping. And it's like you finally yeah. get to school and you're like yeah this is not happening no today. it's not you know yeah, not and happening. Then, so then what are we doing now like what's <laughs> what do i have to literally stop accept yeah and adapt yeah and that's really hard to do yeah. when you are sick or tired or you had hopes of something else it really does boil down to how do people do anything yeah. i mean like or like to why try that feeling oh the why you know why try, try? why even try because when it happens, at, <laughs> that is a topic. Why even try? Why even bother? Um, Nobody cares. Doesn't matter. It's all ruined anyway. The cake was wet before we got to eat it. Yeah, there's not like a wellness cake, sadly. The how does anybody do anything? I am in this weird window of like five and nine-year-old. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, there are some perks to this yeah. place. Yeah. Okay? I'm not missing... Having kids under five. Yeah. Just just putting that out there. Yeah. And it takes me back, though, to those, like, such respect <laughs> to you and people with those kids. Because there's so many times we have that feeling like we have figured out how to get things done. Yeah. And then somebody gets sick. And it. It really, I think, triggers all the first year, all the second yes. year. No one's sleeping. I'm forever yeah. trapped here. I'm not yeah. a self. Yeah. I am just this, yeah. and I'm tired, yeah. and I can't even go to bed early because I'm going to be uh, like, right. what What should I do? Should yeah. I just not sleep? Or right. should I try and sleep at yeah. a certain point? Yeah. And, like, if there's multiple kids in the house, mm -hmm. I always think, like, when I'm sick and, like, Stefan's traveling and I get, like, Ellis down and I think I can go to sleep. But I can't because I have mm -hmm. another kid who stays up later, yeah. well, much later, but she needs something. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm usually, like, a pretty bunch. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like... I can't ask her every single night to just go sit in her room and read and put herself to sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't like once. I can get away with it yeah. once, but not like every night. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's no, that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Can we just not get sick? That would be so nice. Let's just not get sick. I did that for a while and it was yeah. great. And it Let was great. Let me recommend it to you. Actually, keep getting sick so you never learn the feeling of joy. So again, it's the Max Fun Drive, and giving to the Max Fun Drive is nice because it supports the community, and you're not giving for gifts, but gifts are nice. <laughs> so we're going to tell you about the Max Fun Drive gifts. First of all, if you become a supporting member at the $5 a month level, 
I'm calling that the validation coffee level. Mm-hmm. $5 a month, not a week, a month. You get all bonus back episodes. Not only we have we create bonus shows just for Max Fun members and we have like 6 or 7 out yeah, there now maybe and maybe 8 now. And this one yeah. is particularly touching. And yeah, you're not only Yeah, year. it's really good. And it's not only that, but you get all the Max Fun shows bonus episodes. Yep. So like all the bonus shows for Can I Pet Your Dog, all the bonus, you know, so like that's that's really awesome. It's like hours and hours of free content. And at $10, if you become a $10 a month, that's two validation coffees a month, <laughs> you get not only all the bonus episodes, you get a beautiful enameled pen designed by the lovely Megan Cott. And our pen this year is a little mirror that says, I am a self. It is. It brings me such joy. It's so great. It's such a great reminder. Yeah, I am a self. I am a self. You can pin it to yourself or stick it on your mirror. Yep. Pin it to your child. Because yeah. that's who you're looking at most of the time. True. <laughs> so true. And then at 20 and these are all cumulative. So yeah. you whatever level you donate at, you are you receive the gift for that level and all the gifts for the lower levels. At $20 a month, we are offering a beautiful puzzle, which oh my gosh. I feel like is very appropriate for the show because yeah. considering the amount that you talk about working on puzzles. I like puzzles, to puzzle. <laughs> um, it's a really nice, calm activity. It's a, If you have slightly older kids, it's a calm activity that you can do together with your kids. And it's a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. image of a person listening to headphones and looking out over the beautiful MacArthur Park Lake, which is the view from our studios here at MaxFun HQ. Also at the $20 per month level, if you just forward us your <laughs> confirmation that you upgraded or joined at that level and you forward it to us at onebadmother at maximumfun.org, Biz or I will do a little shout out for you on our Instagram feed. We'll let you know that we received it and that we're so grateful for your support and we'll let you know that you're doing a great job. Um, So that's at the $20 per month level. And we've already done a few of those. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, that's onebadmothers is our handle there on Instagram. And we're having a lot of fun over there. Yep. At the $35 per month level, I actually already had one of our listeners reach out to me like I need these it's, <laughs> it's coffee mugs beautiful glass coffee mugs with the Max Fun rocket logo emblazoned they're just lovely so if you can afford to donate at that level it's a really awesome thing to add to your cabinet and make your mornings a little more special and also at that level we will do what we've been doing every year and that is give people a call um so if you are an upgrading or new member at the 35 dollars per month level not only will you get all of these gifts that we've talked about but please forward us your confirmation and let us know that you would like a call and biz and i after the pledge drive is over we will give you a call yeah and we will set up a time that works for you and we'll give you a call and we'll let you know directly that you're doing (laughs) such a great job and we'll just talk for a little bit yeah Um, and then there are also higher levels there's a 50 dollars per month level a 100 dollars per month level and a 200 dollars per month level you guys can check out all of the gifts for those levels on MaximumFun.org slash donate. There is an amazing Inner Circle Culture Club where we send you stuff every month that we pick out for you. Um, there are Max FunCon tickets. There's there's just a lot going on at those higher levels. So check that out. All the info is at MaximumFun.org slash donate. And again, guys, just pick a level that's right for you. Um, we hope that one of these levels makes sense for your budget. And whatever level you are able to donate, at this year. We are so grateful for that. 
Yes. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. Jesse <laughs> reminded me that this was a genius. This is sort of like a joint parenting genius. But we were <laughs> we were secretly enjoying ice cream after the kids had gone to bed the Ooh, other night. Uh... And Jesse makes homemade ice cream from time to time. And it's always really good. And we, we often will let the kids try the ice cream when there is fresh ice cream to try. Mm-hmm. And they obviously love it. It's like the best thing ever. But they somehow just immediately forget that it exists after uh. that. So like we're we're able to like share this nice thing with them and then hoard the rest of it for ourselves for every night until it's gone because we don't do dessert in our house every night. And so they don't think of it like they just don't think to ask. And it's the same with like when they bring home candy from a birthday party or like anything like they just it's weird. They like think of it a lot for that moment and then it just leaves their brain. And we kind of high fived over this because it's just like more treats for us. <laughs> and we don't have to hear about it. Good job not reminding your children about things that bring them joy. Yeah. Really good job. So, Katie Bell has been, uh, you know, she's nine. We're headed into different times. Mm-hmm. And recently she's been coming home and wanting to share some things that have been frustrating for her, have felt like injustices to her. And, you know, Stefan and I love her and we definitely do the thing where we're like, we're listening, that that must have felt really bad, you know, like validating her feelings. But then we try and also help. Mm-hmm. And man, that's the wrong thing. Mm. Okay. She then gets like crazy mm-hmm. upset. And like, Later, I ha- it just dawned on me, mm. this is hashtag rant, hashtag advice. Yes. Why is that not applicable yeah. to my nine-year-old? Oh, that's so good. I don't, yeah. I, she's not asking for right. my advice. Yeah. As a parent, I feel like she is. Right. Right? Yeah. But Because you assume in every situation. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes she even poses it as a question. Sure. But that's not what she wants. Mm. And so I told her. Mm. I said, this is something we do on the show. So when you're coming to us at any point in time during what you want to talk to Mm -hmm. us about, you can say if this is a rant or if you're looking for advice. Wow. And she was like, yes, that would be helpful. And I was like, I'm going to cry. Holy shit. Why would that not apply to our children? Yes. Oh, my God. God, that's so good, Ben. That is this community, guys. I fucking am so grateful that we have had all this time to talk this out yeah. and even come up with these ideas. Yes. Jesus. So good. Thank you. Hey, One Dad Mother. This is such a fucking genius. My husband needs to get his haircut like once a month, which I think is excessive. As someone who gets their haircut like, you know, <laughs> twice a year. So for some reason, <laughs> it just became this point of contention that like one weekend, Every month, he was going to go, like, get his haircut, which meant doing all of this stuff, because he'd always go run a bunch of errands, too, which would be fine, except for he doesn't plan ahead. So it's always like, I'm going to be gone for half an hour. Actually, you're alone with the kids for five hours. 
Anyway, so we started doing this thing where he takes the kids with him, and when he's at the supercuts or whatever getting his hair cut, he just has them wash the kids' hair. The kids think they're getting this amazing salon experience. <laughs> it's super cheap. I don't have to wash their hair for a couple of days, which they both hate because they're three and they're six. And that means I am all alone to do it. I don't even care what. Even if I'm just doing laundry, I'm alone. And it's glorious. And then I don't care that he has needy hair. So, yeah, I'm just feeling really proud of myself right now. You're doing a good job. Bye. This is so good. It's so good. I can't even believe how good this is. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. This is, yeah. I just, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah. Good job. Wow. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. I just feel bad about this one. So um, (laughs) there's this like children's theater company in town and they have a show up right now of James and the Giant Peach. And my kids really love James and the Giant Peach. It's been a book that we've read a bunch of times and they love the movie and it just is very meaningful to them. And so some friends of ours invited us to go and we went a couple weekends ago and we had the best time. And you get to like meet the actors after and like get their autographs and stuff. And my kids were so into it and it was great. So they were like, can we please go back and see it before the run is over? And I was like, maybe it's like pretty affordable. And so we invited some other friends of ours who have, who have a five-year-old daughter and I figured they would be into it too. And she's like, and the mom was like, oh yeah, totally. No scary parts. Right. And I was like, no, it's like, it's for kids. It's like completely kid friendly. (laughs) So... We go and we were sitting like closer this time. Like, I think I was a little more confident this time because last time I was like, well, we might have to leave. My kids might not be into this. So we were like towards the back. This time we were sitting closer and we were just right under a speaker. And there were just like there just were parts that my friend's kid was really scared of. Like, my kids are really used to this story. And it's kind of a fucked up story, especially at the beginning, but really throughout. Yeah. And we're kind of desensitized to it in our house because we've already (laughs) been through it so many times. Yeah. And I just didn't think of that. And, like, I just, the fail is, like, I pride myself on being really careful about that kind of thing because I have kids who get scared easily and I was scared easily as a kid. And I did not even remotely say, like, well, maybe you might want to. I was just, just, I was like, it is 100% not scary. And she was scared. She was actually scared. She, like, had to, like, (laughs) hide her head down, and then she had to sit with her mom, and then she asked to leave. Oh, baby. And, like, we made it through, but I felt like I'd let my friend down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Because then there's that weird exchange between you and the parent where you're like, because I've done that where I'm like, have done something that's terrified other children. I mean, that's our MO. Oh, right. Right? Like Halloween and stuff, right? And and then you're like, and the parents are always like, no, it's okay. It's okay. okay. They just get scared. Yeah. Uh, And and you're like, like, I'm uh, sorry. Okay, garbage. Okay. This is very reminiscent of somebody's fail from last week. Okay. The person who had the knife in the oh, yeah. laundry. Yeah. So Stefan is emptying the dishwasher the other day and he says, look at that. It's a pen. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he goes, it's a pen. And I said, a pen in the dishwasher? And he's like, yeah, a writing instrument. Yes. It's gone through the whole cycle. Yeah. And I go, well, I certainly didn't do that. Yeah. And he's like, 
Well, I certainly didn't do it. I didn't put these dishes in. And I said, well, it must have been. I said, where? It must have been the kids. They must have yeah. just tossed it in. And he goes, yeah. and the, he the, looks, first, I, the, first, this. the first pause yeah. is us both yeah. being like, it wasn't the kids. Because yeah. our kids never put anything yeah. in the dishwasher. Yeah. And then he says, after we accept that back, he says, it wasn't like loose. It was like in yeah. the... With it the was silverware. Like set up. I put yeah, it in in a slot. I have no yeah. memory of this. Yes, but I clearly. But, you did. but it's, it's clearly we me. all know it was you. It yeah. was me. Yeah. I washed the pen in the dishwasher, and Stephen was like, "I still love you." And I was like, Ugh, "You better." Oh yeah, whatever. Well, whatever. Good job loading the dishwasher. Yeah, please. I loaded the dishwasher. <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. This is a fail. My one-year-old was just caught chewing on an espresso bean. It's 10 minutes until bedtime. I don't know if she's ever going to go to bed. You're doing a great job. Bye. Thank you for including those one-year-old noises in the background. Yeah, so we know it's real. (laughs) That's... That's Because that happens. Oh, yeah. There's always espresso beans on my floor. Yeah. Always. They're available. They are readily (laughs) available. I am sorry that you try and have caffeine in your house. Yep. Why do you even need that? (laughs) Weird. And I am remotely interested in how your child behaved the rest of the the night. Is it fact or fiction? (laughs) Does caffeine affect our children's sleep? What about infants? Well, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. Today, we are talking to Mashumi Ghosh, who is a sex-positive therapist and author based in Los Angeles. She has appeared in the media on shows such as Playboy TV and Hollywood Today Live. She is the author of Classic Sex Positions Reinvented from Fairwinds Press, and her writing has appeared in Men's Fitness, Your Tango, Psych Central, Men's Health, eHarmony, Hustler Hollywood, and more. She is the creator of a documentary series, Temples and Brothels, which looks at sexuality and religion in the U.S. She also hosts a sex ed video channel, thesextalkseries.com. Welcome, Moshumi. Hi. So let's get started by asking you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? Um, I live with my partner. His name is Jared, and I live with two cats. Yes, I have three cats, and we could talk about cats all day. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to focus, all right, guys. Let's focus. stay on topic here. Fine, fine, fine. All right, I'm going to address most of my questions from a, we are now, there are now children in our house. Yeah. Okay. Assume children Assume exist children in our exist house. Assume children exist in our houses. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, like, from what a friend told me, 
okay, from what a friend told me. Uh, after kids enter your house, it can have an effect on your sex life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the common issues that actually, you know what, actually, I jumped ahead of myself. Before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about what a sex therapist does? Sure. So a sex therapist is basically a psychotherapist, someone that you come and you sit on my couch and we talk. I happen to specialize in sex and sexuality. So I have, I have a lot of comfort in the area of talking about sexual stuff that maybe a general therapist might not feel as comfortable doing. Um, so we get to talk about sexual stuff. We get to dig into your sexual history. You can ask me questions that you might not feel comfortable asking your girlfriend or your husband or, you know, your friends. And so we get to have, I feel like, more open, honest conversations about sex in within the realm of therapy, basically. So it's not necessary. again, let's just destroy all my preconceptions about everything. When I hear sex therapist, I always think about like two people going in together as opposed to it just being the one person coming in trying to work through stuff, which actually makes a lot of sense. Do you find it's more individual work or couple work? You know, I do both. I really love couple therapy, mainly because when two people come in, you're more likely to hold each other accountable For example, like in individual therapy, you can come for years and talk about the same thing and not really have a lot of insight into your problem as they sort of relate to other people. Mm -hmm. However, if you're with their, you know, if you come to therapy with your partner, you're more likely to have someone sort of tell on you basically, or at least call (laughs) you out on what your issue might be and how you relate to them and how you relate to each other. So I find that it actually goes a lot faster. Mm. And people get a lot more relief because most of people's issues are in relation to someone else. Right. So if you're bringing someone else, and it doesn't even have to be your partner, it can be a sister, it can be a friend, like honestly, just bringing one other person that just kind of can mirror stuff to you is really, really powerful, I feel, in therapy. But individuals do come as well, and it can be very useful for individuals, too, if they kind of have an idea of what they want to work on. Yeah. All right. Well, let's now talk about working. So a lot of parents, like I said, you know, it's it's not a misconception that there is an issue once kids are in the house that people find it hard to keep up with their intimacy. Can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about your experience and what what are sort of the general, th- are, are there general themes? Is it really unique to each person? Is it just that we're all fucking tired? What is it? <laughs> I mean, you. I I would 100% agree with that. You are all really tired. It is a full-time job to raise one child, let alone if you have two, three pets, you know, and you're dealing with, and, and, you know, both parents are working, or if you're a single parent, there is no time for a a lot more stuff outside of, you know, your day-to-day stuff. So you do have to make time for it which is not a very popular notion, as you can probably imagine. No. I mean, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to, like, schedule because it's like, A, you got to hope that everybody's in the mood. I like that I say everybody like there's eight of us. Yeah. Uh, You got to hope that (laughs) everybody's up for it, right? Because, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. lots of times I've been like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's, oh, yeah, Yeah. you should come home from work. Yeah. You should come home from work, and that would be fun. Our children will be at school. And then... Whatever that, I have that thought in my mind, and then whenever that time happens, not that he's coming home from lunch, but I think, would I want to, am I in a place to do this right now? (laughs) Like, like everything's quiet for the, like, so it's, 
It's, I would imagine, or after everybody's gone to sleep. Oh, wait, everybody just got sick and surprised they're awake. So, like, <laughs> that's hard. Right. So how do we, how do we, <laughs> is it just, you know, deal with it? Or <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I always recommend people put it on the schedule and make time yeah. for it, even if it's, even if you're not in the mood, because it's sort of like a muscle. Like, we, you know, you, when you, when you start dating, and it's new and it's exciting, it's going to be spontaneous and a lot easier. And then as the years go by and as your lives change, now you've got kids and maybe a mortgage and jobs and bills and all of those things, and you've been together for a long time, a lot of the mystery is gone, right? There's not a lot of mystery in the relationship, at least, you know, sort of not on the surface really. And so the key is to sort of bring that back And putting it on the calendar can be a really useful way to do that because otherwise you're just not going to do it if you're going to, if you want it to be spontaneous or if you're waiting for the mood to arise. (laughs) What I'm laughing is like, oh yeah, spontaneity. (laughs) That is the thing that's different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing that's different. And that's not just with people that have kids. It's with pretty much every long-term relationship. It's the spontaneity is going to go out the window. However, if you, if you kind of plan for sex and you put it on the schedule and you plan this sort of, and it doesn't even have to be sex. I often tell people that it's not really about the sex. It's about being sexy and sensual and intimate with each other, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have penis and vagina intercourse every time, or you have to have oral sex or someone has to have an orgasm. Like that doesn't even have to happen in order for you two to have sexy time together. And the more you do it, the more you're likely to have these spontaneous bouts of like sexuality because you feel more comfortable and you're, you guys are developing this sexual language together now. And, you know, you're doing all of this fun stuff that you weren't really doing before. So there is more likeliness of spontaneity within that. It's really interesting because it's like, you know, why... Why does that go away? You know, like, why does the, you know, I feel like even communication could, can can change after long term or, you know, either long term or having, you know, changes in the family dynamic with, you know, kids suddenly being in your house or they got there. You know, like, even I think communication is an issue. I mean, like, what do people struggle with in terms of communicating? You know, do some people... Are we getting embarrassed suddenly? Like, have we lost our, like, I don't know how to talk to you, sexy, sexy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or what we did 20 years ago may not be what I'm into anymore. Right? Like, I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like at this time, mm-hmm. everything can be so sensitive when kids come in because, like, we can take everything as critical just in our normal daily lives. I Like, right. how you put the kids in the car, you know? <laughs> you, put, you didn't cut the crusts off their lunch? You should do that. Right. Like now replace all of that with anything that has to do with intimacy. And like, I mean, yeah, where does communication, how do we help each other with communication at this point? Well, it's funny because communication does shift. And like what you're talking about is all of that stuff that I kind of mentioned. Like you're talking about taking care of the house and taking care of the kids and all of that is so not sexy. And so in the process, you've lost this like playful you know, joyful sexiness side of you. And now you're, you know, telling each other how to make sandwiches and, you know, how, (laughs) where to put the iron when you're done using it and things like that. And that's, 
the last thing that's going to be like sexy at the end of the day. So, you know, carving out that time to talk. And so talking can be sexy too. And so a lot of times I'll, you know, encourage couples to start practicing how to talk dirty to each other. And that's a really, really awkward thing for a lot of couples. It's something that maybe they did it early on, haven't done it in years. And like, how do they start now without giggling and like completely, you know, laughing or being completely embarrassed? And you just have to break that. You have to break that ice and do it if you want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely something uh, people want and don't want their children to walk in on. (laughs) (laughs) That that does become an issue. Yeah. You know, if you don't, you have to have the time and space for it. So if you're not making time for you and your partner, you know, your husband, your boyfriend, whoever it is, then it's not going to happen. So you do have to make that time. So, you know, leave the kids with a babysitter, call your mom, whatever you can do to make that happen. And, of course, you know, if you can't, if you can't do it on a regular basis, that's okay. I always recommend, like, acknowledging that you want to and letting your partner know that you really wish you could and that you haven't stopped thinking about it. And you're excited for, you know, three weeks down the line when you're (laughs) going to have a day together or whatever it is. I'm curious how like self-care works mm, into this yes. because I I've noticed like I mean I think intimacy with a partner is part of self-care but also like I've noticed for myself sometimes if like you know my husband and I are like planning to be intimate that night and I'm like just finishing getting the kids off to bed and I'm like making lunches and I'm you know I'm just so in mom mode that sometimes I'm just like oh what but then I like go take a shower for 10 minutes by myself and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I'm different like all of a sudden I'm like oh yeah Mm -hmm. this is great like it's like I but but I forget that sometimes that like I almost need it's part of like the shifting gears or something that like hard roll shift if I'm not if Mm -hmm. I'm not if I'm not in myself I can't I I don't have that ability to like I can't shift from like mom mode to partner mode I have to like because once kids something in between once kids show up it's weird to be like I'm a naughty mom yes Yes. <laughs> yes. Without it like ruining everything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's weird. Or like thinking about the logistics of the yeah. next day, like while you're trying while you're to trying be... to be intimate. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about why it is good and why it is self-care. I mean, not that we should even have to ask that question, but like we get lost. Well, I I think that you you raise a really valid point because how are we gonna be sexy or sexual with our partner if we don't feel sexy? Yeah. Right. So you're co- you're coming off of mom time and you're, yeah. you're you know, you still have kids on the brain and all of the stuff that you have to do tomorrow. And then there and then all of a sudden there's your husband, there's your boyfriend, there's your partner. And they're like, OK, it's time. It's on the it's on the calendar. It's time. And it ends <laughs> up feeling like just another task. Yeah. So um, I think that what you're talking about is for you. And I think this is a really great point is that taking that time for yourself absolutely comes first. So you know, figuring out what makes you feel sexy. Because if you're not feeling great about yourself, you're not going to be able to bring anything to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, for you, you need to like take that shower and maybe you need like, you know, some like 20 minutes of, of me time, prep time before you can give anything to your husband, you know. Strangely, it may not 
only be about becoming a parent. <laughs> Sometimes there might be other mm-hmm. things that we've brought into into our relationships. And I was wondering, can you talk about some things that, you know, maybe we learned early on about sex that aren't true, but could still be impacting our sex lives? Oh, yes. There's so many stories <laughs> that... <laughs> I mean, where to begin? <laughs> one of my one of my favorite ones that I that I bring up a lot is that there's this idea that sex is supposed to be clean, and so I think women are like feel feel shameful about being dirty or not smelling good or being messy, being wet, being sloppy. And so I like to remind people that actually sex is supposed to be a little wet and dirty and sloppy and sloshy and. <laughs> slimy and (laughs) you know and so just to kind of like that's one of the things that we've sort of been raised with is that you know like girls keep your legs together it's not ladylike and so there's this constant tape running in our heads about well this isn't very ladylike or I have to be you know I have to shave or I have to you know be all of these things before I can be presentable as sexy but and if that makes you feel good then that's great but you know trying to embrace you know, what actually makes you feel good as opposed to what the stories are about how you're supposed to be can be really empowering, too. Oh, yeah. What else? Give us more. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many. Like, I think that in our in our society, women aren't even taught to, to, to sort of masturbate. Women aren't taught to... And not that men are taught to how to, taught how to masturbate, but I think from a young age, men are given permission to masturbate you know it's sort of like a rite of passage for guys and guys talk about it all the time and when it comes to girls there's actually kind of the opposite and I you know you hear this a lot well I don't masturbate I don't have to because I have a partner (laughs) and you know it's like well if you don't masturbate and your partner's taking care of all your needs like that don't you hear the problem in that like you're never going to necessarily get your needs met because you're not going to be able to communicate to your partner what it is that you like. Yeah. That's what I... So... Yeah. 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 Truer words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if anything, make time for your own masturbation and your own self-care before making time for your partner. I think that's really what it comes down to because you really need to know what you're into and what you like and what makes you feel good first. Okay. Last uh, sort of question. And that that is, how do we... Start having sex again. I'm asking for a husband. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. Stefan and I were cracking up about that last night. They're asking for a husband. How do we start having sex? (laughs) No, but for real, you've touched on a lot of stuff here. But I I think it's important for us to try and remind ourselves that, I mean, we talk on the show a lot about losing a real sense of identity when Mm. becoming a parent. That, like, I mean, not Mm -hmm. just our sexual identity, but, like, was I cool once? Didn't I used to do things? You know, like we, it's like a right. whole person shift. So I'm wondering, what are some practical ways we can hold on to our identities as sexual beings and keep that separate from our identities as parents? I mean, because I have a hard time separating everything. It's just easier to fall into parent sometimes. Right. So, I mean, one thing I think that you can do practically is, you know, spend time with your girlfriends, mm. maybe, maybe do a field trip to a sex store, you know, do something fun that's also kind of like not just going and having drinks or whatever, you know, just like doing something that's a little bit more 
that makes you feel a little bit more like you're pushing the envelope, that you're not just being a mom that's going and having drinks with her other mom friends. Right. There's sort of like a purpose behind it, you know. That's a fun idea. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can actually buy toys for you and your husband to use or you, that you can use on yourself. Or, you know, you can actually start having conversations not just with your partner about sex, but with your girlfriends about it, you know, and... Start having on open, honest conversations about sex just in general can be a fun thing to make you feel alive and young again, right? You know and not just a mom. Yeah, that's really, that's remarkably smart. Like, I, it, it is, I think sex and sexuality are something that, like you said, women tend to, you know, not only should it be clean, we shouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. You, you get what you get and you don't get upset, ladies. <laughs> um, and like, we're not right. supposed to, you know, communicate that we don't like something or that we do like something or that we're supposed to just get over something that wasn't great. And we certainly shouldn't be talking to each other about like what we like and what we don't like. And I, I think you're right. There's something really fun about like, I was all, just like, I was probably, you know, more intimate, more spontaneous before kids with my partner. I also was more open and, like, silly and fun and talking about those things with my girlfriends before kids. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think that's another element that is really a positive way to connect with your friends and could be beneficial to to everybody involved. can we acknowledge that there is a societal element yeah. to that, too? Because I yeah. sometimes feel like now that I'm a mom, it's, like, weird or gross for me to, to like, wanna talk about be- sex yeah. even with my girlfriends. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm not talking about it around kids. But, right. like, I feel like mm-hmm. now that I'm a mom, it's just, like, how, like, I'm a mom now. I shouldn't be into certain things. Yeah, I shouldn't be talking. Like, have fun. Well, yeah, I remember, like, and I'm going to derail a little more, but I remember, like, I I yeah, there's something about that, and I remember a couple of years ago having some friends over, and my husband was out of town, and these were two old girlfriends from you know New York days, and who I love, and they're both in long-term relationships, but no kids, mm-hmm. and we're all kind of sitting around, mm-hmm. and one of them just out of the blue goes, "Is anybody having sex?" <laughs> and I just was like, and we all like wound up getting into a great discussion about it, but it was so like, mm-hmm. what a refreshing question. Yeah. There was no judgment. There yeah. was no nothing. It was just, is anybody? And I was I like, no, yeah. no, you guys are supposed to still be having sex because you don't have kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It's, I, you know, that's so great that someone brought that up. And I do, I, I do think there is a social stigma around that. You know, women are still supposed to be mothers and caregivers and how dare you have sexual feelings like you know you have to do it with in the dark with your eyes closed and you know with in missionary position because now you're a mom and I think that you know like it's time to break that mold it's time to like break out of that and start you know being who you are you're not you know Mary Poppins in the dark room Without. That's a Mary Poppins story I didn't hear before. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun, actually. That's right. Let me keep reaching into yeah. my purse and see yeah. what else comes out of here. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Mary Poppins sex. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Just yes. so you know, that's the real gift you've given us. Yes. Is we're all going to go home now. And play Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's going to be great. For sure. 
Moshimi, thank you so much for joining us. This was exactly what we needed. And I I think I just want to like kind of wrap up on saying something we didn't really touch on, but I think Mm -hmm. is important to say is that we deserve for sex to be positive and to feel good for us and to be something that is rewarding and a and a treat like that that's nice and you know i i think all the things you've talked about lead us in that direction we need to remember that we deserve it in the best of ways yeah and just one last yeah is is you know do it a lot because i think (laughs) that if when you when you stop doing it or you stop being sexy and you stop being sexy with each other, then you start putting more pressure on it to be better or perfect the Mm. next time you do it. And sex is ultimately awkward. Sex is uncomfortable sometimes. Sex is weird. And it's not always going to be this perfect expression. And sometimes it's going to not feel as great. You know, you're going to be like, oh, that was weird. That was awkward. And that's okay. (laughs) Like, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. So just allow room for that, too. That's a really, Super really yep. good point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to make sure that we link everybody up to the sextalkseries.com uh, as well as where they can find you out in the social media world. Thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, for having me. It was wonderful being, being on the show with you guys. Oh, it was so wonderful to have you. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> Come on, guys. I had to do that. I had to do that. Uh, that's a good time. Yeah. Um, I do not actually want a hashtag thread going of Mary Poppins sex. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Too late. See you on Instagram. That was insightful. So great. That was helpful. Yeah. We should have a sex therapist on every month. We should. <laughs> We actually probably really should. should. You know, what's great about being reminded that we should have sex Mm -hmm. more and that it can be fun and nice is that uh, we are so thankful for how fun and nice our community is. It is hard to tie sex uh, suddenly back into the next fun drive. That's not going to go go smoothly. So I'm going to stop and just say before we get into listening to a mom (laughs) have a breakdown, none of that would have worked out. Sorry about that. I don't even... Max fun sex drive? Max... Guys, I just want to say a little bit about some One Bad Mother specific goals we have. We are still trying to meet 300 new and upgrading members for the Max Fun Drive. And if we do that, Teresa and I mm-hmm. will have a lip sync battle. That you guys get to watch. That you, Yeah, you'll get to watch and it, it'll all right. Be something. Something. It will be something. Yeah. That and public. Yeah. Very public. Very. Also, uh, you know what? I've been strip teasing out the banjo over the last few days on Instagram and Twitter. The banjo is now out thanks to people uh, supporting the show. Yep. And if we can get up to 350 donors, I will touch my banjo in public. Yeah. Which sounds exactly like you think it sounds. 
Yeah. Touching so. my banjo <laughs> in public. And that would have tied in nicely to the conversation we were having. Yeah. So if you <laughs> if you are an ongoing member mm-hmm. and you're not upgrading this year, that's not possible for you, but you're you're just sticking where you are. You're an ongoing monthly member from years past. We thank you so much. And if you want to help us yeah. reach our goal, what you can do is just spread the word. Just help us spread the word. Just help encourage new people to join Max Fund. Let them know how great it feels to be a member. Um, and just kind of like help us out on the social media, kind of help us make that happen. That would be great. That would be very helpful. And then if we meet those goals, maybe there will be some more fun stretch goals presented. Yeah. Somebody has suggested, uh, you guys getting to pick the songs that we actually sing for the lip sync battle. I know. (laughs) So again, everybody hop over to MaximumFun.org slash donate. It takes only a couple of seconds to become a new or upgrading member, and we really appreciate it. You know what we also appreciate? People calling the hotline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, guys. I'm just calling for, I don't even know if it's a fail or a rant, but... I've been super stressed lately, and there's been a whole lot of issues, and so I finally decided I was going to get back into cross-stitching because that's the only thing that used to keep me calm, and I've been so excited and getting all these patterns, and I had the perfect one picked out, and I even put off my housework today so that I could start my cross-stitch because it's been four days and kids haven't gone to bed on time. And so I haven't gotten to start it because I don't feel like starting it at midnight. And so I started it this morning, and then I cut the fabric, and it doesn't fit in my hoop. And that was just a huge failure because I don't have enough to do it, and so I need to go pick up more. So I finally decided to give up, and I just finished chart chart that I was making for five kids because I need them to be more responsible. And so I gave them the cards. They picked them randomly and it says everything on the card meticulously planned out what to do. And they know how to read. And they've done these chores before. But everything is great to them and it's taking way too much energy to go around and have to walk behind everybody and do everything. And I honestly just want to throw my hands up and just let them have screen time before I make them do their chores and their homework and their reading. Because at this point, I'm doing housework well trying to keep up with my kids' chores and I didn't even get that restfulness that I wanted. And now I have to wait for my husband to get home so I can go get more fabric so that hopefully the kids will go to bed and I can start my cross-stitch again. But if not, it'll be day five, and maybe I'll have to do it tomorrow. So that was a failure on my part for trying to relax and trying to get my children to be responsible, productive human beings. You guys are doing a great job, and I'm sure this will be better in the morning. (laughs) Bye. This is not a failure. Mm-mm. You did not fail. I need to preface this. This mm-hmm. is a this is a rant. Yeah. Because you didn't do anything wrong and you're doing such a remarkable job. 
This reminds me so much of what we you said off at the start of the show or during the our discussion about the like, why bother? Mm-hmm. Why bother? Mm-hmm. That is exactly where we get. Yeah. It's the uh, you gotta you try and do something nice for yourself. Let me just tell you, as a crafter, mm-hmm. on behalf of all crafters, there's nothing more frustrating and upsetting than when you realize you've cut it wrong or you've cut it the wrong size and you don't have enough to replace it. It, it is it I cannot tell you, especially during those first years mm-hmm. of like the forest, and I would try and go do a project for myself and I would cut it like so wrong. Mm-hmm. And I would just cry. I would just sit there yeah. crying, being like, I can't go get more fabric. Yeah. I cannot do this project anymore. Yeah. This was supposed to be nice. Yeah. Everybody's awake now. Yeah. That I is can't even have this. I am really sorry about the fabric. Yeah. That I know how hard that feels that's awful i i think i also think that part of the way this weight feels so heavy is because somehow doing all the stuff while teaching them to do like to be people to do the stuff themselves it's not like this plus that is more it's like exponential yeah it just is too much sometimes like that feeling because it's also the emotional weight of feeling like why can't this person do this yet or like when will they be able to do this why do I have to figure out a different way to teach them to do it do I have to back like you're and you're doing that for five people plus you're trying to keep the house together all at the same time it's it's just so much all at once it's taking a lot of work out of our space Mm -hmm. our mental space Mm -hmm. to not only think about all the stuff they're gonna probably not do and how are we gonna do that (laughs) Somehow I'm working on that in therapy, guys, on many levels right now. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. But even if you're better than me and you're able to not waste your energy on thinking about all the extra work you're going to have to do and saving that for when you have to do it, you still have to do it. There's still going to be a reaction at some point in time. It's never going to be perfect. And that's a fucking frustrating thing yes can i say one more thing about this i know i'm sorry this is like bringing up a lot lot. of things yeah but i just want to say i think partly what i hear from you is like you feel like you failed somehow about like not i'm not talking about the crafting thing as much but like you feel that you failed somehow in that this is still where you're at with your five kids that like they can read and they can do this but they're not doing it like somehow this is on you right and like that's the part that i'm like we need to shift this somehow Somehow, because yeah. it's it's not it's literally not your fault. You're carrying this burden, yes, but it's not yours. Like you're doing such a good job. It's so much work, and even when you're not seeing progress, you're doing work, yeah. really hard work that you should be proud of with all of them. Like you really are. Yeah, and that's part of what makes it so sad sometimes. I yeah. think like when when the, it's overwhelming. Like I think when I. For me, when I internalize that feels like things aren't going well, I feel like that's my fault. And that just makes it so much worse. Yeah. You know, like, but it's not. No. Every, you're doing a remarkable job and it's just hard. Yeah, it's just really hard. It's just really hard. Yeah, it's like so much work. It's not like it's like hard sometimes. It's just hard. Yes. All the time. On an ongoing basis. (laughs) Ongoing basis. First of all, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. Second of all, you are not alone. Nope. Not at all. And third and most important, you are not failing. Mm-mm. You are definitely 
not failing. You are amazing. Yeah, you are. Teresa, what did we learn this week? We learned that for some strange reason, children keep getting sick. I, I've watched several Curious George episodes about this, <laughs> so I think I understand how it's happening. The science of it. Yeah, I yeah. think I, there's a germ, and he uh-huh. plays music, and uh-huh. he just jumps from toots. He just jumps from body to body. Doesn't want to get out. Apparently, all you got to do is a really hard cough, and then you're better. They keep getting sick, and it keeps not getting easier as a parent to negotiate and navigate yep. our way through it. It's really hard. It requires a level of ongoing flexibility that is that feels impossible yeah. to achieve. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's hard to be flexible when you don't feel good yeah. on top of it. Yeah. We also learned that we should be talking more about sex with yeah. our friends, with our partners, maybe with a therapist. You know, maybe there's a podcast you want to listen to that, you know, talks about it for you a little bit and that gets you started. I don't know. But we deserve to, to like, have this self-care, mm-hmm. guys. And we also deserve to be okay where we're at. Yes. Like, I think a lot of us, especially with little kids or kids, of a lot of us anywhere yeah. can get in ruts. Yes. And that's, that's like, let's be okay with yeah. who we are and where we're at. And let's also be open to things changing. Yes. We also learned that this is the last week of the Max Fun Drive. I cannot emphasize enough how important this is for us to keep this show going. Just the rant hotline, the Genius Fail hotline alone, every call we get equals how much it costs to keep that line open and going. And we're like up to three to 400 calls a month. So it's it's not nothing. Yeah. And how important is that hotline to you guys? Like, do you, are you willing to, you know, is it worth $5 a month to make sure that there's a place you can scream into the night? It is for me, (laughs) right? That's just one of the many things that Teresa and I are paying for to make sure that we are able to put this podcast out every week. And I just want to give a shout out as well to Teresa that, you know, we have very hectic lives. She, I will totally bow to her in the moment. Her moment is, her life is very hectic right now. (laughs) There were times that mine was more, but right now hers for sure is more. And yet she's showing up every week to do the show. We don't take a lot of time off for the show. And even when we do, we, we, pre-record. We try and have episodes ready for you. We are really committed to making this show and continuing to spread the word that you're doing a good job and that this is really hard and that you're not alone and it's going to be okay somehow, somewhere. So we hope that if you can, you will commit to us during the Max Fund Drive or just commit to us on behalf of other listeners who may not be able to, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to do that. And we really appreciate it. You guys are doing a remarkable job. It is hard. We have, that was my takeaway from the show. Yeah. There were multiple things that came up on the show that I was like, how are we doing anything? Yeah. It's so hard. It's really, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. 
And you guys are doing it. And you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a really great job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.